Greetings, Seamheads, far and wide, and welcome on in to the latest installment of the 20th Update Podcast right here on the Mile High Sports Podcasting Network. It's been a minute, haven't spoke with you guys since last week, and that's because I was busy getting ready for the start of the NFL football season, but don't you think... I don't don't think I forgot about the Rockies. I mean, I'm a baseball guy first and foremost. I love me some football, but always got to circle back to the baseball. And actually, a little bit of an optimistic episode here as the Rockies managed to, uh, you know, do some damage over the weekend against the Philadelphia Phillies with some slugging in particular. Uh, so we'll go ahead and kind of talk about what we saw out of the Rockies from their series against the Philadelphia Phillies. And, of course, what is today's date? September 13th. So we are barreling closer and closer and closer to the end of the regular season. And, of course, the Colorado Rockies will not be making the playoffs this year. Uh, so, you know, just a handful of games left for the club before we hit the offseason. Just to look at the standings here. The Rockies 66-78 and 78 as things currently stand. 27 and a half games behind these San Francisco Giants. I almost call them the New York Giants. Uh, but San Francisco 93-50. and 50. Just what an impeccable year from the San Francisco Giants. Uh, and the Dodgers not too far, too far behind them. Just two and a half games out of first place uh, with a record of 91-53. and 53. San Diego really falling off here. They're just 74 and 68. So uh, we'll go a little around the horn as well and uh, take a look at the playoff standings. You know, talk about a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I was watching the uh, the Mets-Yankees game as well last night with a little beef around the diamond uh, between Stanton and the Metsies, Francisco Lindor going for three dingers. So we'll do a little general baseball talk in here as well, mix that in uh, on a Monday installment here of the 20th and Blake podcast. Uh, let's check out these wild card standings real quick just to give you guys a quick update of how things are shaking out right now. Uh, in the American League, the Rays, Astros, and White Sox are all leading their division as we kind of expected here. Uh, but if the season ended today, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox would both be the American League wild card representatives. So three teams coming out of the American League East, it appears, because the team behind both Boston and Toronto is the New York Yankees, who are only a game out. Then you've got the Oakland Athletics, the Seattle Mariners, and the the Angels a bit further behind them. Uh, but it seems like there's going to be three teams in the Major League Baseball postseason from that oh, four teams. No, 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 three teams, excuse me, from that National League East or that, that uh, American League East division. So interesting stuff right here uh, in the East. Taking a look over at the National League, if the season ended today, the San Francisco Giants, Milwaukee Brewers, and Atlanta Braves would all win their respective divisions. And the two wildcard teams would be the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres and the Cincinnati Reds are in a tie for that second wildcard game. And a couple of teams within striking distance, though. I mean, you've got the Mets three games behind that second wildcard, the Phillies two and a half games behind that second wildcard, and the St. Louis Cardinals just a full game behind that second wildcard in the National League. So going to be a close race down there. Uh, the Rockies, for what it's worth, nine games out of that second wildcard spot. Obviously, that is beyond a pipe dream at this point in time. Uh, you know, but for a team that didn't really have, you know, a lot of people thought the Rockies were going to lose 100 games this year, right? And I mean, for a team that we all, you know, I didn't think that. I was on the over 63 and a half, uh, which we cashed this year. But for anybody that was on, the, you know, there's a lot of people, national, local, just anywhere, you know, baseball people, left and right, casuals, pros, whatever it might be, that were really, really down on the Rockies. And for them to be, you know, kind of throw this roster together, no, no more Nolan Arenado, uh, Trevor Story having a down year as well. And for the Rockies to just be nine games out of a, of a playoff spot here, 66 and 78, I mean, they've held their own for the most part this year, the Rockies have. So uh, that has absolutely been optimistic as well. That's something to keep an eye on here for the Rocks. Uh, but I mean, look, there, there's nothing of substance to go along with the Rockies right now. So, 
Uh, you know, we got to focus on what's in front of us. I guess we'll go and focus on what's behind us as uh, the Rockies managed to, uh, you know, put on a pretty solid showing on the road against the Philadelphia Phillies, a team that, you know, has really kind of fallen by the wayside here, just slide and slide and slide, and the Phillies are the two and a half games out of that uh, wild card spot, as we had just mentioned. But, uh, you know, Bryce Harper's playing real well at one point. It's just an interesting thing uh, out there in Philadelphia. But Colorado, eight home runs, including two of them by Garrett Hampson on Sunday. And, uh, you know, they're really they got, they got the Phillies with their backs against the wall. I mean, if you're a Phillies fan, that's probably a series you expect to take two or three at the least, if not sweep, against a weak uh, team in the Rockies, especially on the road. So uh, interesting development there as the Rockies, you know, have a pretty good series uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies. Ryan McMahon is playing pretty well. A good second half for him. He's been looking well. Uh, from an excerpt here at MyLifeSports.com, McMahon has appeared in every one of the Rockies games over the last two weeks, and during that time he's posted an OPP of 340 while slugging 533. That's something to take a look at here. And, you know, it, it's just nice to see the Rockies be able to put the bat on the ball and, and, you know, get some lift on it, get some elevation, uh, and, you know, hit some dingers. And I think at the end of the day, you know, that's something that's really kind of hurt the Rockies on the road is their inability to kind of find that power stroke. But, you know, recently here, especially against the Philadelphia Phillies, we've seen the Rockies kind of turn that page on the road here a little bit and, uh, you know, kind of put their best foot forward and, you know, have some of that power carry over from Coors Field. So really good stuff from the Rockies. And, uh, you know, there's there's it's just one of those things where the Rockies right now are kind of just going to look to play spoiler, right? Because, I mean, yeah, they're nine games out of a playoff spot, but nobody in their right mind thinks the Rockies are going to make a run. I don't even think there's enough games left. I mean, there's more than nine games left, but, you know, it's, you, you got to have the other teams lose, and you got to win, and blah, blah, it's a whole thing. So I think, you know, if you're looking at the Rockies right now, it, it's their job to kind of play spoiler, and they can continue to do that in the National League East Division. I mean, they've got the Atlanta Braves, who are kind of running away with it here a little bit. Um, you know, Atlanta 76 and 66, but I mean, within a few games, both the Phillies and the Mets. So, I mean, another strong road series from the, uh, from the Rockies here. And, you know, maybe you got something, uh, you know, if you want to kind of play spoiler or make life difficult for those National League East division clubs, I know Andrew Mason, uh, who hosts the afternoon drive radio program right here for us on my life sports radio. He's not going to be happy if the Rockies put together a good series on the road, uh, you know, but they, they play well against the Phillies. You know, they managed to take two out of three. there, winning 11 to two Friday night, losing six to one on Saturday, and then following it up with a five to four victory on Sunday. Uh, you know, a nice three game series here beginning tomorrow. So a day off for the Rockies today on this Monday. So a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, three game set against the, Atlanta Braves, you know, maybe maybe an opportunity to make some damage there for the Rockies in that National League, be a thorn in uh, Atlanta's side, be a thorn in these teams' side uh, out there in the National League East Division. Then they've got a series against the Washington Nationals, but Washington's down and out this year, and uh, then they've got, they actually play Washington two times this year, two more times this year, so they got a that might be their last, yeah, their last home series of the year, actually, is against the Washington Nationals. The last Rockies home game of the year will be September 29th, a 1-10 game against the Washington Nationals, and the Rockies will end their series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So a handful of interesting series here for the Rockies down the stretch. Atlanta, Washington, and they've got a pair of series against the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. So we'll see again if the Rockies can play spoiler, make life, dip, make life difficult on those two NL West teams where they're looking up at, maybe help out San Diego a little bit. Uh, actually, they can't help out San Diego because San Diego's not even close to winning the division. Um, but still, you want to see the Rockies win these games down the stretch, right? You, you want to see them make life difficult for some of these playoff teams as well. Uh, and away we go on this, 
on this Monday. So interesting stuff, but the Rockies managed to take two of three against the Philadelphia Phillies. Really, really good stuff. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, because week one might be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $1 on any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly, no matter what. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet at least $1 on any football game. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code MHS to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions they do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. 1-800-522-4700 is your number to call. Uh, not to get on that tangent, but uh, my girlfriend works over at the Sasquatch Casino, and she actually had someone who put themselves on the do not gamble list. So, you know, responsible. She was, like, scanning his player's card, and then this big thing came up, and I, you know, can't gamble here. So she had to make the call, and the guy was kind of confused. But, hey, that's I guess that's responsible gambling if you're able to put yourself on that list. So uh, don't get out of control with it. And keep your head on straight when it comes to sports betting and betting in general with our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, All right, let's put a bow on it, though. I loved what I saw in the National League last night between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. Uh, I say National League because it's a home game for the Mets. And Francisco Lindor cranking three home runs was just a scene. What a moment after freaking Giancarlo Stanton come out, look like a clown taking his merry time around the bases. Uh, the Mets win last night. I don't know why I'm going this way. I'm a Met fan, but I just wanted to say that. I think it, you know, that, that's the type of energy baseball needs. You know, I mean, that was, I'm, I'm watching, I'm in the office right now. I'm in the My Life Sports Studios, and we're, we're looking at the TV, right? The baseball has this huge, 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 huge identity crisis at the moment. And what's the, the, the big thing, the big conversation on football or on, uh, on ESPN right now is the Mets and the Yankees from last night. And it's because, you know, obviously a little drama at the bench is clearing a little bit. You know, Garrett Cole chirping, Giancarlo chirping, and then our guys Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor coming back at him. Um, it was fun. You know, it was just a little drama. And thankfully, the good guys came out on top last night. But at the end of the day, you know, that's the kind of juice that baseball needs. I mean, you remember when when Arenado, you know, a couple of years ago for the Rockies, like went out, I think it was against the Giants, just went out there, like threw the helmet, just, you know, the ball of fire as hair, you know, and just good. That, that's the energy baseball needs. You know, sometimes you need a little that fury to come out from, you know, because it can be a little bit of a boring sport sometimes. I'm not afraid. And I love baseball, right? But sometimes it's a little boring. You need a little action. You need a little action sometimes. I think we got that last night in the Yankees and the Mets game. So that was fantastic. Hopefully we can get a little action with the Rockies here uh, as we continue to move forward uh, with this franchise. Uh, there was a tweet, I believe it was from last week, I guess I could touch on this, from John Morosi, uh, talking about how the Rockies do expect to come through some extra outside people for the front office positions that have become available within Colorado. But at the end of the day, guys, it seems like the Rockies are probably going to stick in house with Bill Schmidt and Greg Fiesel Fossil. I forget how I say his name, uh, which is a total blunder if that is the way that it goes. So we're not going to overreact. We're not going to go crazy. But just if the Rockies end up not bringing in somebody from the outside to help turn this ship around, just know uh, it's I, I just I don't know. I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. But I mean, if there's ever a time that 
like this franchise is in desperate need of a facelift. Like they they need to do it not a one eighty, they need a three sixty from a baseball operations perspective. From a business operations perspective, they're great because the ballpark's fantastic. Uh, McGregor Square is incredible. You know, they, they do a great job with the fan atmosphere, right? But when it comes down to winning and winning consistently, there needs to be a complete 360 overhaul about the way the Rockies go about their business uh, in the front office. So we'll see if uh, Dick Monfort and company decide to go in that direction or if they decide to stay in their comfort zone and hire from within, which I think just means, you know, another handful of years of suffering and delusion for these Rockies fans. Because, I mean, they, you know, they might be good for a year or two, but it's never going to mount anything beyond that. You know, I always like to say the Rockies are a franchise that likes to play to get lucky. You know, they, 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 when they when they have those one, two, three years, it's fantastic. But they, we all, at the end of the day, know that that's not who they are consistently, right? I mean, this is going to team that's going to be more often than not, they're going to be bad as opposed to good. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, but, hey, they were good this weekend against this, uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies, winning two of three, hitting some home runs. Garrett Hampson, Ryan McMahon continuing to play well for the Rocks down the stretch. Uh, so not all bad in Rockies land. And like I said, you know, they hit the over this year at 63 and a half. They're at 66 wins. A lot of people have them under this year. A lot of people have them losing 100 games. They have not been that bad. So it's just a matter of they've got talent. Can they put that talent in the right places? And away we go. I think Bud Black's a good manager. I think they've got some real talent in uh, the major league level. They got some talent in the minor league level. Not overwhelming talent in the minor league level, but I mean, hey, they've been they've been competitive this year. Let's see if they can turn it into something uh, next year and the years beyond. So uh, that's gonna do it for me, though, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Twentieth and Blake podcast. We'll be back at it again this week with another episode, courtesy of our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you guys can follow me on social media at Media by AP. In the meantime, we'll talk to you guys soon and go to milehighsports.com. Check out all of our Rockies content and whatnot. We got you guys covered from head to toe, and away we go. All right, talk to you guys next time on the 20th and Blake Podcast. Anilo Piro signing off.